Bangor Worldwide has been promoting and supporting World Mission for over 85 years. Our podcasts are free of charge. You can find out more about us at www.worldwidemission.org. We hope you enjoy this talk. You have a husband and two sons, so you're the only girl in the family. Um, yes. And you'll tell us a little bit about that too. And you have a science degree. Yes. <laughs> and you currently are head of operations for North India. What about that? That's real girl power, isn't it? We're really, really grateful that you're here. And I'll be saying this at the end, but you can hear her again on Friday night. Um, and I've told her she can say it again, exactly the same. We'll all come back to listen. Thank you for coming. Thank you for what you're going to share. And come and speak to us now. Thank you so much, Heather, for those beautiful words. Yes, I'm overwhelmed this afternoon to be here and to be part of the Bangor Conference. I've come all the way from Bangalore. I'm taking you back to Bangalore, from Bangor to Bangalore. Well, 34 years ago, um, I joined the FIBA Ministries reluctantly. Um, I, I really did not have a call as such to join the FIBA Ministry 34 years ago. I just finished my graduation and I was getting trained to be a secretary, company secretary. That was my passion to become a secretary in a company. But then God had a different plans for me. That I realized much after I joined FIBA Radio. And it was my mother who invested in my life to join this ministry 34 years ago. So in order to please my mother, I went ahead for an interview that I was called for by the FIBA Radio in 1979. And uh, I did not expect that they're going to absorb me into the work and reluctantly, I answered my, uh, the questions that they asked. And uh, I came back home. Within a two days' time, I get the appointment order that I should join the ministry. And again, I told my mother, just to please you, I went for the interview. Here is the appointment order. Do you want me to go? She said, just go and join and have an experience. You're still young. I was just 22 years at the time. And... Uh, so in order to please her again, I went back and joined the ministry to quit. It's now 34 years ago, 34 years, still I'm quitting. <laughs> so God had a purpose in my life to join the ministry of radio. I've gone through ups and downs, but then God has sustained me thus far in the ministry. I come from a country with a population of 1.25 billion. Does anyone knew about this, that we have a country with a population of 1.2 billion? Well, um, I was actually t talking to William. You know, it's last two days we have been uh, staying with William and his wife, and we were walking around and traveling around, and uh, it really fascinated me to see the place as we were traveling around. And William told me that there's about uh, 1.2 million people here, 1.8 million people here. Imagine I come from a country with 1.25 billion people. 
and here 1.2 million people. Even a, even a small town in India, the where I come from, has got about 3-4 million people. <laughs> you know, that's the background that I come from. Well, um, we always would like to take you through uh, who are we and what we do and why do we do. Okay? So these are the three questions that I want to start off with. Who are we? We are a UK-based Christian charity. We come under Fever UK, though we are uh, an entity of our own, but yet we come under Fever UK. And in India, we have been existing for almost 50 years. And this year, we are celebrating 50 years of God's faithfulness in India, uh, broadcasting into different regions in India and the neighboring countries. What we do? We broadcast using mix of media, primarily through radio, to share life-giving hope with communities of hard-to-reach people around the world. Okay, as followers of Jesus Christ, sorry. <laughs> okay, as followers of Jesus Christ, we communicate the gospel through radio to the people who have never heard the gospel. You know, we use the mix of medium, whether it is FM or short wave or internet or uh, speaker boxes or smartphones. You know, we take the gospel through all the possible media options that we have today to communicate to the people around in India and the neighboring countries. And in North India, we have been using shortwave station for a number of years um, through the international stations. We buy airtime from Russia and from Dubai in order to communicate the gospel. And God opened recently to use the local radio. Local radio is uh, controlled by the government of India. And that was a great opportunity that we could have to produce programs through the local radio. When we used the shortwave station or the international station, we had the opportunity of uh, broadcasting evangelical programs, Bible study programs, and uh, you know, uh, we, we had all the freedom that today we, God had opened doors to use the government radio in order to communicate the gospel through different uh, methods. Of course, government of India does not allow us to have evangelical programs, but that was a great challenge for us to use the local radio. So we have to become more smarter than the government of India to use this channel in order to take the gospel. So we use, we instill values through the government channel, uh, the, the media that we use through the government uh, All India Radio. And we plug them to the international stations later to listen to our evangelical broadcasts. 
You may ask me why we have to do that. Because India, with 80, more than 80% non-Christians and hardly 2.3 uh, Christians, imagine, you know, um, in order to, if we have evangelical broadcast, it's very small percentage of people who have been listening to. And in order to cater to these in order to cater to the non-Christian crowd or the audience, we had to make a smart move. You know, we started producing programs which instill values in the lives of people. And this is the, uh, in this map you would see, you know, the, from bottom, from the, leaving the, those three states at the bottom, the whole, the top states, you know, we catered to the, all the North Indian states. India is like a country of countries. And uh, with 800 million population in that part of North India, it's a mind-boggling task in order to reach these people. And uh, as I already mentioned, you know, we have 80.5% Hinduism. And then Islam is 13.4%. Christianity is 2.3%. And Sikhism, Buddhism, and Jainism, you can see yourself. And that is a mind-boggling task. And we have an unfinished task in order to take the gospel to these people, along with the other ministries that are existing in India. And I'll take you through this video, which will give you a glimpse of what we are doing.
North India, where I come from, where um, I supervise the work in North India, is a hub for all atrocities. Majority of women are treated as objects. They go through discrimination from birth to death. At every stage, women go through exploitation. There are some states um, where they have, we have infanticide, female feticide, even before the child is born, is being killed. That's because of the son preference is so much prevalent in some of the communities, they kill the babies before the birth, and in some cases, after the birth. So much so, there is an imbalance in the sex ratio in some of the states. And whether it is at workplace or in the rural areas, women go through discrimination. On one hand, they're climbing the ladder to become astronauts and engineers and doctors. But on the other hand, you know, they face discrimination from their birth to death. And I don't know how many of you would have watched last year in December. It was a, uh, you know, a worldwide news of a girl who was raped. And uh, like that, like her, there are hundreds of women who are being raped from six-year-old to 60-year-old. You know, women are being raped, and that is becoming um, a regular news in India. Even I just before I left, there was a big debate going on, you know, about women exploitation uh, in India and how to control that. And with a population of 1.2 billion people, you know, it isn't easy to have that many you know, um, uh, the law and order to have uh, for 1.2 billion people. So what we do is, um, it's, it has been a challenge for us to take these issues through radio. We discuss issues through radio to instill values, to change the mindset of the people. Because this is so embedded in their culture, you know, of uh, sun preference and having, um, you know, the, the, they feel that the sons are the one who are their salvation at the end of their lives, in a sense for parents specifically, that they will take care of their parents. As a result, you know, they prefer to have sons than daughters. And, um, and also, to have a girl baby, it's very expensive for the parents. You know, I don't know how many of you heard about uh, dowry system in India. You know, it is so much prevalent even today. Though it is probably may have been abolished as far as the paper uh, constitution is concerned, but yet in practice, there is so much prevalent. And uh, as a result, you know, uh, the, the parents would uh, hesitate to have a you know, female child. So they would either kill the baby before the birth or the, after the birth. And so what we do is we bring in these values in the programs. We discuss issues that concerning women in our broadcast. And as a result, we have responses, you know, um, uh, feedback coming immediately for our programs. And just before I left, a week before I left, there was a lady who called up uh, two months ago. We had a, uh, in our, one of our programs, we had enacted Joyce Mayer's story adopting into Indian context. I wonder how many of you know about Joyce Mayer's story. Anyhow, she was a uh, missionary in US who was abused by her father a number of times. So we did not mention the name, we just adopted the story and uh, enacted out in the radio broadcast. To my surprise, there were a number of uh, calls came for that program. And um, most of them were either they were abused or their friends were abused 
you know, that kind of responses. And one of the callers who called just last week, after two months, she heard the program just before two months, and she called us after two months. And this lady says that um, um, her father, you know, um, wanted to get married, you know, and uh, he has four daughters. And in India, having a stepmother, of course, probably everywhere, uh, having a stepmother is something that you will lose your freedom or you lose your privileges. Either it is property that will be split, that kind of a fear the children will have. So these four daughters did not want the father to, uh, you know, go for the second marriage. So the girls, they discuss together and they say, they tell the first daughter, you go and communicate to the father not to get married. So the girl goes and tell the father, you know, uh, not to get married. Um, the father says, um, he agrees to the daughter on one condition, that you few satisfy, satisfy my sexual pleasure, I will not get married. And uh, the, the, she did not expect this answer from the father, but she has no other alternative. In order to protect her sisters, in order to educate her sisters, in order to get them settled, she agrees to the father. And the father continued to use her for a number of years. And uh, when she heard a program two months ago, it touched her. She responded to the program. And last week when she called us, um, she said, your program has been a great blessing to me. I don't know what I did, whether it was right or wrong. I, don't, I do not know. But in order to save my sisters, I have to undergo this. But today, your program tells me, you know, because that particular program where Joyce Mayer, who underwent the exploitation, how God touched her, how, how today God is using her, that was a story that we enacted in the program. Likewise, dearly sisters, there are a number of women who go through exploitation. And um, in India, you know, even uh, when we air these programs, it's the men who call us. Most of the programs, you know, they respond by men because they don't allow the women to speak on the phone and they speak for them. And sometimes they have the fear that women will share what the husbands are doing. That's the situation in some of the states in North India. And uh, recently, when I, before I left from India, there was a write-up that India is a difficult place for a woman to live. It was startling, actually, you know, and uh, especially in North India. It's becoming more difficult day by day for women you know, and uh, so our programs brings comfort, respect, and hope for these women. And recently, two months ago, we started a project in in West Bengal. I don't know how many have heard about Kolkata. is a hub for uh, human trafficking, where women are exploited, used for prostitution, from six year old to again sixty year old. They come from different borders like China, uh, Bhutan, and Nepal, these borders, they come into, um, you know, in Kolkata. And there is uh, uh, thousands of brothels. In fact, uh, one month ago, I was traveling around in this place, uh, you know, because we were going to start the project into this uh, area through radio. So we were surveying out to see how best we could do the programs. And uh, it was startling to see young girls you know, in these places. There are, there are villages turned into brothels. And our programs, which we again bring uh, values in, this in these programs, goes into these areas. And uh, there are many women today, you know, they have no freedom. They do not know where to go. Radio is their companion. 
They listen to radio in the privacy of their homes and they respond and they want to know more. You know, and radio is impacting lives in different parts of India. You know, you may say that not many listen to radio today, but I stand here as a testimony to tell you. There are a number of stories I can tell you how God is impacting lives through radio. You know, there were seven boys who sat under a tree to listen to radio. That They had the habit of listening to radio sitting under the tree. They all came from the non-Christian background. They always used to listen to the film music. You know, they tuned to the film music and they would listen. And one day, accidentally, one of them turned to another station without knowing what would come, you know, in that particular program. And uh, there was just a closing announcement which said, if you write to us, you will receive an offer. And there was no Christian identity, uh, nothing about FIBA. They just said, if you write to us, you will receive an uh, offer. You know, young people, they're always interested to get an offer. So they jumped into it and uh, they wrote asking for an offer. Probably they would have expected a T-shirt or a mug or, you know, but they did not know that they will get a story of Jesus, book on the story of Jesus. And uh, when they received this book, they just glanced through and... Uh, um, and you know it didn't interest them they thought this is something to do with a foreign god so they kept the phone, uh, book away and another day as they were listening to film music they saw a woman who was running towards them she was evil possessed and they were sitting in such a position they could not escape from that place and uh, she was vi uh, violent and she was running towards them and one of them said why not we scream to our gods. You know, there are 300 million gods in India. And uh, so they were trying to, uh, you know, scream all the names that they, they remembered. Nothing happens. But then one of them said, why don't we scream that name that we read in that book? So they screamed the name of Jesus. All of them together screamed the name of Jesus. The lady falls to the ground. And that made them even more scared. They did not realize what, kind, what power is in this name. So they run away from that place. And then they write to Fever Station asking, who is this Jesus? They never knew who Jesus was. And they write and ask us, who is this person? Because we said his name, this lady fell to the ground. And we have a, a system, follow-up system. When, the, we, when we receive phone calls or letters, we follow them up, we counsel them, and we befriend them, and then we build a bridge with them you know, to take them from one level to the other. So sometimes we make visits to the places where they are and share the word to them. And our follow-up team when, went to that place and, you know, stayed with them for a couple of days and teaching them who Jesus is, who God is, who's the mediator. And all seven of them made commitment to Jesus. They accepted Jesus as their savior. And the beautiful thing is all of them chose to go to a theological college and they're serving today. So radio has power. God used the radio waves to impact lives and to bring them to his fold. I can go on telling you the number of stories how God is at work in the lives of people. I don't have much time to continue and I'm really grateful to God for each one of you and I have been hearing that Bangor, people in Bangor and all around in Northern Ireland, you are so much um, mission-minded. You have been supporting the ministries, you know, in various ministries for that matter. Praise God for each one of you and invest in the lives of women specifically. I'm sure, you know, if you invest 
in the lives of women, they will receive the freedom back in India. Thank you so much. God bless. We trust you've enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to make a donation to support the work of Bangor Worldwide, please visit www.worldwidemission.org slash donate.